I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Wow, that's that's kind of interesting. It's like a new kind of marketing, meme yep. marketing. Yeah. There should be meme agencies that just produce memes for companies all day and you know push their traffic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like did you did you see the Constitution Dow thing that's yeah. been going around? I I don't I don't really know what they're <laughs> trying to do to be honest because if you read the fine print, I think you don't really own like you you own a piece like a token I think and not really a piece of the Constitution. You know, but it's it's interesting what they were able to raise in such a short amount of time. I think. Yeah, like in six days, um, but I know memes and stuff has uh been a big part of that going yeah. big just people sharing me memes of nicholas cage <laughs> and all this stuff <laughs> but i think they raised like 40 million now so or over that that's pretty, so pretty crazy, crazy. Yep. especially in that short of time yeah yeah that is pretty crazy um all right well should we just kind of roll into it uh how are you doing ben? <laughs> doing good man um yeah i don't know you want to hit us with some updates <laughs> sure yeah i have i have some updates that's for sure um not all not all great oh, I, updates, I remember but, uh, oh it yeah will, it, you get some big ones <laughs> it, it, yeah it'll be interesting though i, I it, it's it's the drama the drama that i think people oh. like <laughs> yeah almost went out of business um, <laughs> yeah basically no not quite um but yeah it's it's been a little bit stressful the last week um so i was supposed to be working on marketing month i think that's what i talked about last episode um and i i feel like this always happens when i try when you try to work on marketing um something more important comes up or there's some bug or some like customer issue and then you just spend your time doing that stuff instead of the marketing like i don't know why marketing always seems to go on the back burner um but actually i did get some good marketing things done i think that that was that was good um like i did i built this little like side project as marketing kind of thing um where i live streamed it and i built it in like two and a half hours last saturday and basically i just made a a user content generated website where people could submit their no code projects um, to no code November, which is kind of this um, no coding kind of thing that I'm being a part of with potion. Um, And so that was kind of cool because I I built it with potion and I kind of showed how it was possible to make like user uh, generated content for a, a potion website. Um, but then at the same time, hopefully it's a valuable site where people can submit their projects and it's kind of a cool thing for people to look through. Um, so yeah, that was one of the, the, the things I did that was kind of on the, the marketing side. So, so that was good. At least that I was able to get that done. Yep, sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, I spent, been spending time in the notion Twitter community. Uh, like I, I built a website, a potion website for that where people can request access to the community. Um, and so we're going to start kind of promoting the community through that website. So that would be kind of a cool opportunity for Potion as well, but also just to, to grow um, to grow the, the community and, and make that valuable. 
It's probably um, probably oh yeah another growing, kind right? of that community yeah it's it's kind of hit a little bit of a like it's not growing as fast as it was um it's now at around like 900 members which is pretty yeah. good we're pretty happy with that um, but each member has five invites and i don't think all of them have used yeah. their five invites but that's why it's kind of stopped growing as some of those people have kind of already used theirs um and we haven't been uh, only the mods can invite whoever they want um so that's that kind of yeah, makes yeah, a limitation makes sense. <laughs> um but yeah um oh another i mean this kind of is marketing related um i finally got my email working oh nice <laughs> um so i, I forget I'm, I'm sure i um shared this on the pod a while ago was my potion email was getting like blacklisted yeah. um and this was all because of like a mistake i made where I sent an email, a marketing email with Potion to like 20,000 people. Um, but a lot of those ended up being like bad emails that bounced because I had like a hacker like add emails to my email list, all this <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, so anyways, that like kind of killed my email and I couldn't really use that email for a while. And um, then I, I tried to get a new, I got a new domain um, I think adpotion.com so I can start sending emails from there. And I tried to send emails from my email provider and it still wasn't working. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Like this is a new email. This like shouldn't be a problem. And I kind of researched into it a little bit more and just kind of found that actually my email provider was having issues. I don't know if it was like a combination of just being my account on that or my email through that email provider. But I, I reached out to them, and apparently they've been having oh, issues with that as well, where, like, their email, like, that they send out in general are kind of getting blocked. Oh, my God. Like, that's kind of um, bad for their business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is kind of bad. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, needless to say, I, I switched to ConvertKit, and my potion so, that so email works ah, fine there. Um, interesting. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now I've I've had to be switching some things um, over to ConvertKit, which ConvertKit is a pretty great product, by the way. I haven't used it a ton in the past, um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, now I can start sending out some more emails and uh, just like letting my list know when things change, new features, yep. updates, stuff like that, which I haven't done for a little <laughs> while just because I couldn't send email <laughs> yeah makes sense but you know it's it's uh, still problems. november it's still marketing month so you, you can still send one or two <laughs> yep <laughs> exactly um so yeah lots yeah some some more negative <laughs> stuff which this is the big thing that we were kind of talking about um which has taken a lot of my time the last couple of days been spending time on is so i use versal for my hosting <clears throat> and for hosting all the sites. And they like reached out to me and were like, hey, you're like going way over usage for your accounts. <laughs> um, you need to, uh, well, basically we're not gonna charge you this month just cause we're letting you know now, but next month you're gonna have to pay us over charges for all the over usage that you have. And that would be like $2,400. Yep, that's, <laughs> uh, that's a lot. <laughs> That goes your MRR, free taxes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. 
So that's not very cool. Um, I mean, I knew that I was over using them, but the thing was, is I'm pretty sure they just changed how they do billing. Like before they were just um, $20 per um, team user. And since I'm a solo entrepreneur, it's just me, just $20 a month. That was literally all I was paying for them to host all these sites. I don't know, man. <laughs> it is kind of a fair use policy. I don't know if that's fair use. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, I, I agree. I think it's a fair use policy. It's just I knew I was overusing them and their pricing just didn't yeah. have, like looking at the pricing, I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like I'm actually not going to have to pay anything extra, but they just changed kind of how 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 you have to pay for all the usage mm, stuff it. yeah i mean um, if, to make it kind of a yeah go ahead yeah i mean if, either oh, sorry we're just saying that <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah just the it, it changed um just kind of recently that how they are pricing which then puts me in a place where actually uh charging me a lot so yeah, I mean, I knew that I would probably have to pay them quite a bit more eventually, but I wasn't thinking. Yeah, this I was, I was yeah. going to say either way, like that, you know, hosting static sites shouldn't be that expensive. So what what's really triggering the bill for you is the invocation of those functions, right? Right. Yeah. So kind of how that works for people just so they understand is so I'm using a next.js feature called ISR. I forget what that stands for. But basically what it is, is every, say, like 40 seconds, um, if a website was hit or like a page of my a website was hit, um, after that, in that 40 second period, it will then like recreate that static page so that it's updated. Um, and so this is kind of really one of the cool things <clears throat> that makes Potion work well is the site kind of just automatically updating <clears throat> excuse me uh add it automatically updating to whatever um the user has put in their notion pages and updates the site they don't even have to think about publishing it and stuff like that and so it's kind of the feature that makes it very hands-off for users um but every time that happens that's running a serverless function that's and that time on that serverless function is going towards um, the time on the the versatile servers, which that's what I'm I'm uh, using a lot of that they're wanting me to pay yep. for. And because your functions were running so long, it would get even more expensive. <clears throat> and so it would be it would be really smart to get the time, like the execution time of those functions, down or reduce the you know the function calls, right? <laughs> right. <clears throat> so that's what I've been working on. Which makes sense because. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause I don't want to pay yep. that much money. Um, yeah. So supposedly if I look at like the last like 30 days, I'm hitting these functions like 5.6 million times in 30 days, which I was kind of surprised by. Cause I think that means I'm hitting these functions like two times a second, which in a way, it's like, I don't know, That's that would be decently normal for servers. I don't know, just for like a normal project. If Depending on if it's like a data intensive project for you to hit your own server that many times, maybe, yeah. right? Like that would be kind no, of- No, that's, that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so two times a second. Um, 
And then I think the, I mean, the problem is that I'm using the server time a lot and I calculated that out. I think on average, my requests are taking like 3.5 seconds on average. So adding that up comes out to a lot of gigabyte hours, which is what they charge oh, by. Oh, um, <clears throat> So yeah, like the first thing I did was I made those ISR um, revalidating um, happen less. So... <clears throat> So it's only it it'll only run like every 160 seconds instead of 40 seconds or something like that. So that should make a lot less functions appear or or start. Um, so that's like the first thing I did. Um, and then I was like, you know, looking for where in the service functions am I like overusing them or the requests are taking just too long. And the main one that I found that I I just fixed yesterday is I have a function, a serverless function, that's basically creating a puppeteer, um, a puppeteer instance. Um, and it's then uh, basically creating an image. It, it creates like a, a, a site image, like a social sharing image for a page. And that, that function takes like 10 seconds to run because it's using puppeteer and it, it makes sense that it would take some time to, it's doing some image intensive stuff. Um, so yeah, that one, I just moved to my own, for now at least, I just moved to my uh, other server, um, that's running on Heroku. And it looks like you're back. That was weird because I could hear you talking. <laughs> I was actually talking to you, but you didn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did you say? I was, I was just saying, I think it's, it's smart to move those functions that run really long off, off, off Versal then. Uh, just because it, it's it's yeah. cheap to get those onto Heroku or wherever, for, you know, like for five or ten a month instead mm -hmm. of just, mm -hmm. you know, exceeding the limits there and having to pay that much money. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so I only have like two functions that are like API functions that um, I can move elsewhere, um, like that image one. And then I have a search notion one where it's used whenever a user is like searching um, like all the notion pages, which that one takes a bit of time too. That takes like six or seven seconds. And that's just because that API endpoint for notion just takes some time yeah. to search through yeah, pages. So I moved that one to Heroku as well. And so, um, really that's like, um, I tried some other optimizations on the ISR function itself. Um, but I really couldn't get that down. And I re I noticed that like on the most part, um, I could track those functions. They're usually around like 300 milliseconds 400 milliseconds like they're not really taking that long um and so i wasn't able to really optimize those any more than i already have so other than the things i've already done i don't think there's really a ton i can do to to make the time go down it might just be a matter of basically how many times like you know i have 400 almost 500 websites that are running on potion and then each of those sites probably has on average maybe 10 pages like there's probably a couple that have like you know 100 pages or you know lots of pages so you know you multiply that out and you know maybe there's 4,000 probably more maybe 10,000 pages that all have these ISR yeah. functions going on every time a user yeah, hits that's them a lot. and so overall that's just going to be probably a lot of server calls um 
and so that's just what it's going to be. <clears throat> so I don't know. I have to figure out what to I do. I mean, in, I, I think in an <laughs> ideal world, like if I could choose how to architect that from a, you know, from a dev's perspective, I, it would be kind of cool if you could just render or re-render like the deltas and only if something changed on the page, right? Like Notion sends a webhook call or whatever mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. to Potion and then Potion goes ahead and just changes the deltas, like just the page, the one page or sub page that yep. changed. That would reduce like the overall cost and like the the amount of calls you have to do and whatnot, but that's probably right. technically not possible because you don't even get the the change push to potion from Notion, right? Right. I don't have that, but I mean that's a system I could build. Like I could build some kind of like caching system that's basically because they don't have webhooks, but I could kind of create my own kind of webhooks that's doing that. I think the problem there is next currently has a limitation where you can't just like change the ISR time uh, dynamically where how often it's updating um, but I think I do think that's something that they're working on I've heard rumors that that's like something which makes sense like if they could build that that would be pretty sweet where it's like you're kind of changing how often it's revalidating the, the, the pages but yeah I mean that would fix all my problems right there if I could do that because I'm sure, you know, websites aren't actually changing that often. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> right now, it's more like a shotgun approach where you really want to be a sniper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe. And that's where it's like for me to change, to, to optimize this right now, like maybe I have to like re- uh, build like the infrastructure completely like maybe I have to move away from Versal to do something that's like cheaper um, or build up my own like server boxes that handle next.js and I don't know so I'm trying to figure out what to do yeah, um, I, I, I think what, that's another it's, it's, interesting issue because these the these ISR or whatever they're called functions they don't run natively on just any box right so you actually have to do some heavy lifting <clears> to get them working off Versal which is kind of interesting <laughs> Yeah, I think so. But I mean, I, I did look into a couple other platforms and like ISR does work um, mostly like out of the box. Like you can get it working elsewhere and other servers okay. and stuff. Um, and there's some other servers that you can put up like on DigitalOcean or whatever that they they come with that working automatically kind of. Um, but yeah, there'd be a little bit to figure out there. Um, and so far what I've found looking at some other like host kind of like Versal is it might not actually be that much cheaper to go with some of those other ones too um so yeah I'm still kind of digging trying to figure that out um so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens yeah, with that I mean that's definitely um, a headache and you're like you're excused for not pushing your marketing <laughs> because this is this is kind of important right. <laughs> Right. And I'm at least, you know, at least my MRR does pay for these yeah, costs. Obviously, it's not something I want to pay for long term. But like I was thinking, like, you know, if I have a couple months where I'm going with this and just trying to figure out the best solution, because it's like one of those things where it's like I, I don't want to just make a drastic decision and just change it real quick yeah. um, because it's kind of a big decision where it's like, one, I might have to have all my users point their DNS um you know their domains to a different server if i do this in a certain way so it's like i want to do that lightly because i want to just be like having my users change yeah. their dns all the time yeah, that's like stressful. you could probably lose some people through <laughs> that um 
So it's like, I don't want to do that all the time. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to make, it's like, I want to like test it out as I go to be, to be able to kind of figure out like, okay, this is going to be cheaper or whatever. Um, I guess the other thing I could do, and maybe this is like a more immediate solution is I could just like turn ISR off and just make them have to publish or somehow publish within Notion so that it is like a, you know, it's only happening whenever they're actually updating. And maybe that's like a, a, a better solution for near term, um, just so that I'm not um, just running up my, my yep. bills. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it makes sense because then you don't, you know, you're, you're definitely away from the shotgun approach and just, you know, following the server every few seconds. <laughs> And I'm still in the second session, so to say. I don't know if, you know, if it's, the re <laughs> I don't know how that works, but. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll just keep going and uh, we'll see what comes out of this. And uh, yeah, let, let's see if we have an episode in the end. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is some good stuff. I mean, this is drama, me laying out my problems. People are going to love this. <laughs> yeah, Riverside decided to add some drama to you. <laughs> uh, I forget. What was I saying? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably something about different servers, <clears throat> trying to do different servers. Oh no, the publishing, trying to. Oh yeah, I yeah. do publishing. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I could do that. Like I could do something cool where I make like I could make something in Notion, like a table or something, and once they check that on or something. <laughs> It will then recreate their site so that they still don't have to leave Notion to update their their website. <clears throat> I could do something like that for like an immediate kind of fix kind of thing, um, or like maybe I should just like try to figure out a longer term thing and maybe just for a couple months I'm I'm not making as much uh, money from the business. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I have to kind of make a decision around that what I want to do with it. Um, so yeah, yep. that's that's. Not my favorite. I mean, it kind of goes to like, I wasn't focusing on optimizing. I mean, I feel like this is what startups do a lot of times is like you're, you're optimizing towards just like getting your product to like gain some kind of traction, get people to actually pay for it. And like, you're not thinking as much about like, okay, how do I optimize all my costs and stuff like that? Which I mean, that that is definitely how I've done it so far it's so now it's just maybe to the point where it's like okay now i have to focus on that and uh <laughs> it's worth it at this point so yeah that's that's my struggles that's all my problems laying them out yeah it's a tough spot man yeah i'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out <laughs> yeah so yeah, if you're listening and you have some good ideas for me uh by all means reach out uh, I definitely would appreciate any help um, or ideas that could like help me save lots of money. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Okay, well, Ben, um, how how's your week been going? It's been a pretty fun week. So I uh, decided to crank out a course on on the command line and Bash scripting, and I kind of kind of finished that, and you know. <laughs> released it on monday it was pretty good <laughs> you really banged that out yeah <laughs> yep uh, it, was, it was pretty fun actually so i tried to i actually expected it to take a lot longer um so i had only like written like a, a small outline 
try, try to make it beginner friendly. So um, I could actually write down the first few chapters just like that without, you know, having to look up anything or try, try a script or whatever. So that was good. And yeah, I ended up uh, with like nine chapters and a half, which isn't really done yet uh, in, in just a week or in like nine days maybe. Uh, and I decided to just publish that and, you know, add chapters as I go, uh, see mm -hmm. if it already gets picked up from, you know, SEO uh, bots. And tr I actually tried to spread it around a little bit, uh, posted it on, on Reddit, which, you know, has been notoriously <laughs> not working so well for us, but it actually mm -hmm. was received pretty well. I got like 15 upvotes, uh, got a bunch of traffic from there and yeah generally pretty happy with that <laughs> yeah so you because did you post something about this on twitter too because i don't know if i saw that yep. you did. yeah yeah I, I posted on twitter too uh i got a bunch of people from twitter as well i think because i made some random meme tweets <laughs> just just today <laughs> and yesterday it's kind of washing you know away and i can't really tell apart uh why people are going to all run anymore right now but um you could definitely see like monday tuesday uh there, there was a lot of traffic going through to all around just from those tweets i pinned it to my profile for for a short time and that definitely put some people through nice yeah that's pretty cool yeah i mean <clears throat> i was checking out like you made a really good like resource slash course slash like um kind of like a cheat sheet kind of thing where yeah like you can people can learn a lot there and then it's just free like that's that's pretty cool that you're you're putting it out you're showing your your knowledge and i'm sure yep. that's gonna go well like i'm sure people are gonna appreciate that i would think um so yeah we'll see how seo how seo uh it helps the seo stuff yeah that's what i'm curious about as well so i'm my, my overall plan is to put out like two or three more of those free courses um like where you really just focus on a topic and go all in on it <laughs> really have like 10 chapters on it and you can just follow along from beginning to end um and then after after that hopefully when the when the newsletter has grown a little bit uh try to publish a paid course see how that goes uh, yeah just continuing down that road i would say and I also tried some new channels uh, for the publishing or you know syndicating the content basically this week, which was, I don't know if you know Flipboard, flipboard.com. It's like mm -hmm. uh, you, you can basically save random stuff from all over the web, like Pocket. Oh, and okay. you, can, you can sign up there as a publisher. And because I have seen a bunch of people actually saving my stuff on Flipboard, so you get the referrer sending traffic to you oh yeah uh, i decided to sign up as a publisher it's still in review uh, but i think it would be kind of cool to to be a publisher there because then you i, I think people can just follow you there uh, almost like rss feeds but you you get the like you get the chance of being uh you know like featured in their text sections and whatnot so that would be kind of cool i think uh, and the other thing i tried was uh hash note which is like blogging for devs and uh, I, I actually mm -hmm, mm -hmm. avoided it so far, but what I didn't really see is that you can also import stuff or repost stuff and set a canonical URL. I actually first saw that with Medium, uh, which also lets you set those canonical URLs. And Hashinode has the same principle so that they, uh, like you can just copy paste your article basically and then say like, hey, this was originally published somewhere else. 
and that's then good for your SEO because the original uh, URL is still referencing your blog and not the hashnode article. So it's not like competing and it's not duplicate content uh, because the bots just know, hey, this is actually coming from allround.io and not from hashnode or whatever sub URL you're, you're publishing this on. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So will, I guess, how would how would that pan out with SEO? Like, would it prefer your real blog then over the the repost? Exactly. Yeah, but you get the, the added benefit of actual people who read Hashnode and um, all that kind of stuff, and you know, getting it featured on, on Hashnode somewhere. Yeah, coming coming and reading that stuff, and maybe sipping over to um, to reading all around as well. So when when whenever I cross post somewhere like on DevTO or Hashnode, I try mm -hmm. to include like a little, little sentence on the top or the bottom saying, hey, this was originally posted on all around. If you, you mm -hmm. know, like if you want to read the second part or whatever, uh, go there, sign up for the newsletter. And yeah. Yeah, leave a little nugget for them to, they have to yeah. come over to the, the real site to get the full exactly. thing. Exactly. But yeah, so far I was always afraid of cross posting there because I didn't know about the canonical that you could actually set that. And if you can't, it's not a good idea to syndicate your content there, obviously, because you're, you're basically competing with their domain authority and it's duplicate content then for for the Google bots. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how is um, capturing, you know, capturing some of these people going? Like, are you are you trying to add them to like your email list kind of thing? Exactly. Right now, uh, I actually have to have to do a little bit of uh coding i guess over the next week for all around so i have two things on my list which is basically uh more more opportunities to sign up for the newsletter everywhere like under the articles again uh and the second mm -hmm. one is actual code highlighting which i didn't really you know implement yet uh, since i since i rewrote the site <laughs> mm -hmm, but yeah mm -hmm. uh, generally the idea is to just grow the newsletter list uh and this is actually going pretty well i don't know if it's again from the meme tweets or wherever they pe they, they came from but uh <laughs> just today i got like plus five people on the newsletter <laughs> nice yeah, yeah and that, that you can really already funny see... with the meme tweets like <laughs> yeah like it almost does seem like you could hire somebody to like make content that's like meme tweets about like in the dev space or something that's like bringing people over to see all around yeah um, um yeah it's it's on my mind a lot these days <laughs> because i see how how much traffic they actually drive like how much profile clicks on twitter you get and from there how much traffic actually sips through to your links and your profile. It's it's kind of crazy. I didn't expect it to be that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, cool. So it seems like you're making some good progress with all around. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy to make a course in like a week, basically, um, and already yeah, have it and out there. And um, absolutely. And I was, you know, I was amazed as well that I was able to get that done so quickly. And I'm, you know, I'm stoked to get another course out actually. <laughs> I haven't really decided on a topic yet, but yeah. And it seems like you're fo focusing more on like text-based courses than like video. Have, did, was there a reason you decided on that? Basically because I want to drive the SEO a little bit more. Um, but the, I don't know, like maybe not the next one. The next one would probably be text-based as well. So, so I don't know, like one of the reasons also, I really like having those tutorials as a developer, like to, f to be able to follow the tutorial at my own speed and not just having it in video form. Uh, but I can definitely see like using some kind of transcriptions thing uh, 
and, and having video and text for it, which would be, I don't know if I'm doing that for the next course yet, but yeah, it's, it's definitely planned to also go video again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that sounds good. I do like the text. I mean, obviously they both have a place. They're both good for different reasons. Um, but I definitely did like with the text-based course that you made, like it, it seems like something that, you know, people can go through pretty quickly because you can kind of skim the read or go through quick. Um, but then also it becomes like a resource that people can easily look back at if they were like, oh, how did I, how did we do that again? And they can just look back yeah. at that where like with videos, you can't do that as well. Exactly. Also, like being able to copy paste your, your like code out of the of the tutorial is super helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that that just reminds me of an, a, an SEO thing that happened with me. Uh, it is kind of does feel random sometimes. Like I make you know I make some vi videos on YouTube um, related to Notion and Potion, and a lot of times when I make a video, um, I'm just like making a video for like a guide of like how to do something in Potion. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but then I'll try to name them a little bit more on the Notion side, like because I'm trying to pick up the Notion SEO more so than just the Potion stuff. Um, and so I think I, I I had a video that was about like password protecting your Notion website with Potion. I, I named it something like that. Um, but it turned out that that was like one of the things that people are searching a decent amount for. So like, I think if you search like um, Notion, password protect Notion or something like that, um, my video will actually come up as the first thing on Google. And, and now Google like almost highlights the video where it's like, it's like the full page Ooh. kind of thing where it's kind of like the preview of like, so yeah, that, that drove, cause That's you know, usually I'm, yeah, usually I'm getting, you know, maybe 50 views on a video, maybe, you know, 75, maybe. Um, but this one's gotten like around a thousand just because people are searching that and Google's recommending the video. So it's like, yeah, if I can hit some of those key, those keywords, um, you know, those things that people want to know about, um, even with a video, you can, you can get some SEO coming from that. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, interesting that it's that is actually probably or probably happening because it's shown on the on the search page, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it is shown on the search page. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in uh, I don't know. I I also started uh, what I what I said I might finish this week on the um front, <laughs> which is uh, letting people pay. So I haven't really finished it, but it's like. 85 to 90 percent done so probably getting it done this weekend <laughs> nice <clears throat> that'll be good um yep. let people um pay the money yeah <laughs> still, still looking to produce some more content for that by the way i uh, haven't really moved uh moved that a, a little bit further um so yeah so, still basically looking for a way to automate that or pay for it <laughs> Yeah, so creating some content to get some more people in the door for um Yep. Yep. What kind of content do you think you would create for that? So I've I've def definitely looked around a little bit more than the last time we talked about it and I've seen a, a bunch of interesting blogs that just talk about generally note taking uh, systems of how to do that, you know, connecting your uh, your notes or not connecting them. And so it seems like there is like there are a lot of you know just blogs or articles to be written about just the strategy of how to effectively take notes. 
Um, and yeah, that, that could be interesting. And it, ideally I would try to connect that to the way um works so that you have like the interconnectedness, but not like mm -hmm. stuff like a knowledge graph. Uh, yeah, I, I think you could brief the person who writes that pretty, pretty well, I think. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a pretty good strategy because in a way, like you're, you're helping out the person and then like you can kind of have a call to action where it's like, and um can uh, help you do this. Yeah. Like it, it can help you. You're kind of like creating a case for um of why people should exactly. use it. Um, so yeah, that, that sounds pretty cool. Yep, that's the plan. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, it sounds like you've, you're moving on a lot of different fronts. Things are going well. Um, any yep. anything else that we should talk about at the end of this? That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, um, we'll talk to you in another episode. And uh, talk to you in the next one. Bye. See you next week.